Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, Season 2, Episode 33. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, tonight we've just got, this is myself, Sienna, and Tash. We've got a couple of troops down, but, you know, we're so excited. I mean, we are in the peak of rugby league season. There is so much footy being played at the moment, and we are so excited to talk about it. But before we get too carried away, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, team. This week in the warm up, we've gone to the mailbag, and uh, the questions that the listeners want to know is our reflections on the Origin game from last week. It was pretty incredible. Uh, now we do have a very Blues dominant panel, so we're all very happy with the result. Where? with the result, with the Blues getting the job done there. But uh, Tash, yeah, I'm going to throw it straight over to you. What was your favourite moment from the Origin game? And there were so many. They both, all three, were very, very exciting games. But I've got to say the roller coaster ride that was the – the women's state of origin reflects the roller coaster ride that has been Kira Dib. And for her to make such, you know, the Jillaroos and the origin and then be overlooked for two years in a row for the origin and then play her way back in. And then that incredible solo try where she sold the Dib dummy and outstepped Tamika Upton. That's my best moment of origin. Oh, look, Kira has just found, you know, she's probably in career best form at the moment. I think she's loving her footy and that was that was an incredible, incredible moment. Uh, look, for me, I'd have to um, I'd, I'd have to call out Caitlin Johnston. Um, the, the, the start of that second half was the most physical set of six that I've seen in any game, in any code. That's NRL, that's NRLW. It doesn't matter what game of football it was. That was the most physical set I've seen in any game so far. And that's a credit to Caitlin. That run off the kickoff was unbelievable. And it just gives you a little bit of an insight into that doesn't always happen. It, you know, remind me of like, uh, you know, Carmichael Hunt back in the day where he would just run into defense with absolutely no fear. And that is Caitlin. And, you know, that, that's, uh, Speechless. That was absolutely an incredible moment um, and definitely demonstrates what our premier front rowers are doing in the game. So, yeah, uh, you know, there was a few others, but that was definitely my my key one. Um, Sienna, what about yourself? Now, um, just quickly, um, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've had a little bit of a setback, a little bit of an injury. So um, talk to us a little bit about that, um, you know, just a bit of a small setback and then, yeah, dive in origin. Yeah, just a little setback up at the under-19 City Country National Championships, unfortunately, um, dislocated my ankle and broke my leg, but that's all right. I'll be back. It's only about five months out, but lucky enough, I got to sit down in time for rep round and the women's origin and boy, was it a show. So there was so many great moments, especially by the Blues. You, you have to reward Queensland as well. They were exceptional as well. But Isabel Kelly, we have to talk about that. That try at the end that just iced it for the Blues was insane. Just bumping off two defenders with ease. So she was definitely my player of the match. Shout out to Caitlin Johnson and Kira Dibb as well. But 
she was a hands-down player of the match, and that was a great performance by her. I'll tell you, what, and, and I, I, the reason why we were all hesitating trying to come up with, with one moment is find me a play that played bad. You know, it was it was an incredible display. And Sienna, also on the injury note, you don't half do things. It couldn't have just been a little hamstring. You've always got to be dramatic and, and do it. Uh, but, uh, no, look, all the best wishes, my friend. Thank you to our listeners that reached out as well, um, sharing their love about Sienna's injury. She's she's um, yeah, She'll be back on her feet very, very soon. And, um, yeah, I, I think... You know, a little bit of rep footballs in her future as well, Sienna. So we'll be keeping an eye out on that. All right, team. Well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team, this week on The Breakdown, we head to the Harvey Norman New South Wales Women's Premiership. It is round nine already. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs coming up against the Saints will be our preview. Now, um, I'm amongst friends here, so I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight. Yes, I am a massive Newcastle Knights fan from Newcastle, but I have so much love for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So again, it's a safe space where I can uh, confess that. Now, the reason why I'm so excited is we are very lucky to have a very special guest on the on the show. Uh, Therese Ayton, welcome. Welcome to Mojo Sports. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I mean, I don't know, um, you know, from your perspective, but it's just so much rugby league at the moment. I mean, you know, I guess, you know, we, we, we knew that this was going to happen in season 2022, but yeah, just a little bit of a check-in for you. How are you finding all of this rugby league? Uh, I love it. <laughs> I think it's nice for a change to have so much footy, especially after the whole uh, COVID uh, setback for everyone. So, um, yeah, it's tough tough on the body, I'm sure, for a lot of girls, but it's it's good to watch. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, 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 you know, the game just keeps, you know, building, building, building. And, you know, Tash, you know, we've been speaking about expansion for, for so long and, you know, they've sort of, you know, brought that forward a little bit. So there's so much momentum in the sport that we love. So, you know, we're very, very excited. All right, Therese, well, let, let's start off with your opposition. So let's have a little bit of a reflection on the season that has been uh, so far. Um, you know, it, it, it's been very, very tight, to be honest. Um, you know, the, the Rabbitohs and the Saints, they find themselves in similar positions on the ladder with just one point, um, you know, difference between the two sides. Um, Therese, you know, Give us a little bit of an insight into the, the Saints side. You know, what, what's what's your sort of thoughts on their season so far and maybe a couple of players that you'll be keeping your eye on in this clash? Yeah, um, I actually really like the Saints. Um, one, Elsie Albert, one of my good mates, is playing there. Um, but some other players that I really rate, Rikea Horn and Abby Church um, and probably one of my favourite players is uh, Tagatuki. So, um They've got such a good team. Unfortunately, they, um, as you mentioned, find themselves in the same position almost as us. Um, but totally think they deserve to be higher on the ladder than what they are. So, yeah, Tash. You know, obviously, we we've spoken about Saints. Um, you know, on, on an earlier episode and. You know, it was really interesting because they brought in a lot of younger players. So, you know, they've got a sprinkling of some superstars, some veteran players that are kind of bringing some of those younger players through. We're going to come back to them and sort of talk a little bit about them, Therese, because, um, yeah, some of the game's best. You're definitely right there. But, Tash, there is something about bringing in younger players. Yes, it's going to be a little bit challenging in that initial season, possibly next year. But, you know, you just got to think about where are these clubs going to be in three, four, five years' times when these younger players really sort of hit, hit, the, hit the ground running. So, yeah, thoughts on the Saints season so far? 
Yeah, Dan, like you said, they've got some outstanding um, players that aren't just fabulous players, but they're really good leaders and they're really good for the young ones to look up to. And I think like the South Sydney Taja Gale is the same sort of thing. They're they're not hitting their straps, but you can see it's coming in a couple of years. You know, in the NRL, they always call it a building phase, but it, it is a reality. And I think Saints are, uh, you know, next year, year after, are really going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. Therese, we have broken down Elsie Albert's game week in, week out, <laughs> trying to understand how she does what she does. In your own words, what makes Elsie so great at rugby league. I mean, it's um, there, there, there's a lot of elements to her game, but in your own words, what's your reflections on where she's at in terms of her career and, and, and the game that she's playing at the moment? I still feel like Elsie's still building. She has she has so much more to offer the game, and every year she continues to get better because she understands what she's actually capable of. Um, she's got a lot more to unlock um, in, in the area of aggression because um, she's, you know, <laughs> built like a machine thanks to um, Papua New Guinea jeans. <laughs> um, yeah, us Highlander girls are pretty pretty tough. So, um, yeah, I, I think um, she's just growing as a player and I think in the next few years we'll just see Elsie go to a whole nother level. Yeah, absolutely. Sienna showing a little bit of love for the fullback there in Abbey Church, uh, a player who... Again, we, we, we've touched on this season as being a little bit underrated, but certainly has all the skills um, to be, you know, what one of one of the game's um, you know best players. You know, she has anyway. In your in, yeah, uh, talk to us a little bit about Abby. Yeah, definitely, she has all the skills as well. But man, she's got a bit of pace on her. Um, she likes finding that gap and exposing you on the inside and really taking off and um, using that space and speed to her advantage. Um, it's going to be definitely dangerous for Souths to watch. Um, but she's she's a great player and she will expose anyone at any chance she gets. So she's someone definitely to be watching and definitely to be watching in the NRLW as she grows as a player in the future as well. And, Therese, we, we touched on um, Sarah Togatuki, the captain of the Saints. Um, you, you know, you, you've obviously uh, played a little bit of football, uh, you know, against her over the years. Um, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on her play but also her as a leader like it's you know obviously stepping up and trying to lead this club and a lot of younger players setting the example talk to us a little bit about Sarah well I love a player that leads by example um she just doesn't take a backward step when she's running that ball and watching her um from the sideline just makes you want to get out there and run with her she's just like yeah no words to explain how amazing I feel she is on the field and the impact that she brings um and so me as a player on the sideline wanting to run out with her I can only imagine the impact she has in her team for the younger ones coming through yeah and I just think it's the little things as well like turning up to training you know you're tired you've had a you've had a tough day and you look to some of the leaders and you just see those little one percenters at training and you're like right that's that's what it takes to be, you know, an elite player, you know, in various competitions. And I think, you know, those things, you know, again, you know, I keep coming back to youth, but I, I really feel like the Saints are building and, um, yeah, keep an eye on that club over the next couple of years. All right, Therese, that's enough love for your opposition. Let's uh, flick it over now to your beloved South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, again, we have a soft spot for this club. Yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about, you know, the season so far and, and maybe even where it started towards the start of the season. I guess it's a bit hard for me um, to talk about the start of the season. I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but I originally started with um, Mounties. Um, didn't get a run there, unfortunately, so switched late um, to Rabbitohs. Um, but what a good team to be a part of. I mean, the, 
they're just such beautiful players, um, beautiful people. Um, and as you mentioned, like it's still building um, for South. Um, from what it sounds like, it you know, every year seems to be almost starting from scratch. I mean, last year was tough for them. And then this year it feels like we're only just building and starting to build really good connections. Unfortunately, it's now the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is difficult. Tash, I was going to say the same thing. Look, there's there's different ways to build a football team in this state competition, and then there's really no right or wrong answer. But similar to the Saints, in, in fact, I think South Sydney have done it a little bit more in that they've sort of sat back and they've looked at their junior base and they've thought, look, we have some of the best young talent coming through in the game, you know, we're just going to, you know, we're going all in on, on these younger players. And um, yeah, Terry is exactly what you're saying. A little bit of a different, difficult season, but it's experience, it's reps. And, you know, for a lot of our listeners, you know, there, there's not a, in, in a lot of ways, there's not enough rugby league that's played in these competitions. Um, you know, as soon as you sort of build up a little momentum, a few different combinations, the season seems to be over. But yeah, talk to me a little bit about the way in which the South Sydney club have decided to build this, uh, build this team. Um, yeah, so we're just basically scrapped everything and went back to basics. So, um, yeah, back to basics with everything, um, which is a little bit different coming from, you know, different different teams um, and walking into this one where, you know, you, you're literally starting from the ground up. Um, but it shows every week now we seem to be improving. So what they're doing starting from basics is working um, and it's what we needed, to be honest, as a team. Um, but, yeah, so Shane's doing a great yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Tash, um, you know, I, I guess one of the benefits of having a bit of a younger squad, you know, a little bit of inexperience there is, you know, the, the, the improvements that you see on a week to week basis. Now, obviously when you, um, you know, when you've got a team that's, that's full of, you know, experienced players, you know, they might get, <clears throat> you know, say one or 2% better over the course of a season with some of these younger players playing in South Sydney, you may see them, completely transform the way in which they play, you know, from the start of the season to the end of the season. So, um, you know, again, let, let's, we'll, we'll go through and talk about some sort of players, but I, I know you have a little bit of soft spot for the club and, and you're sort of closely tied in. You've been keeping a close eye on them. Um, yeah. Tash, talk to us a little bit about the Rabbitohs. Yeah, Dan, sometimes you do just as Teresa said, you, you've just got to get the broom out. You've got to start back at the basics and that's what the bunnies are doing. And, You've got to be patient. I mean, it just doesn't happen overnight. They've got the girls coming through their juniors and they're quite young. Most of those have another year in the Taja Gale and I think you'll see a much more uh, refined team as these girls are learning it. But the same thing with the Harvey Norman girls. Um, They've improved, you know, round to round to round. Um, But then again, there's only nine rounds and and they've got one more to come. But just last week, you know, 20 all, is that right, Therese, against the Mounties? And, you know, given they were playing um, with a few players down, but the, the effort from from um, South Sydney was amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I keep coming back to three or four or five years. You know, it's a, it's a little bit challenging at the moment, but where is this team going to be in five years' time? I think it's going to reflect 
um, you know, where South Sydney should be in this competition because we know the talent in the area and, uh, you know, there are some special players coming through. Um, Therese, obviously, you know, coming in a little bit late, you've been able to just come in and assess some of the players, still getting still getting a bit of a feel. But, you know, talk to us about some of the outside backs there and some of your own observations, maybe a couple of players that have stood out to you. Yeah, um, Monique Donovan, Mon, um, plays in the centres there. She's, um, I just love watching her play, you know. I think she's very underrated. I feel like she should be um, having that opportunity at NRLW level. Um, she always breaks the line. She's such a strong runner, so safe with the ball. Um, yeah, I think I think she's amazing. Um, probably um, Faf in at second row too. I think she's... Um, Oh, sorry, Shannon Sh- Shannon Maru, yep. um, such such a strong player, such an amazing defender. Um, I, I definitely think she should be playing um, at NRLW level as well. She deserves an opportunity. There's a lot of players that yeah. um, have that opportunity, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely some um, some younger outside backs there, and ones to keep an eye on. All right, well, talk to us a little bit about some of the generals, the playmakers that you've found yourself playing alongside. Uh, talk to us about the Harbs. Um, you know, in particular, um, Akira Kelly, you know, she's someone that we've, um, you know, been watching from afar from a little bit of time. But, you know, just some of your observations of, um, yeah, some of the playmakers there at South. Yeah, Akira Kelly, she's she is such a good little player. Um, so much potential. I feel like this girl in the next year is going to be, you know, up there with some of the best um, playing at NRLW level at the moment. Um, she's just growing. Like, she's really at the start of her career. Um, just her ability to make decisions um, that really a mature player would make in a game um, is amazing. She just sees things that you wouldn't expect someone at that age to be able to see. So, Sienna, have you um, watched much of Akira? Because, um, you know, I've got my own sort of thoughts. But, yeah, um, similar to Therese, definitely a player on the rise. Yeah, definitely. Um, my sister actually used to play a fair bit of football with Akira, so I'm very familiar with the way she plays, and she's an outstanding player. Um, I think she takes her opportunities when she sees them and really backs herself. Um, she's really creative footballer as well. She doesn't just stick to, I'm just going to stick to the game plan. She's really fun and exciting to watch. Um, I think she's definitely got a lot of potential and a lot of room to grow as a player, and she'll be someone we're seeing in the near future. And especially um, I think Rachel Pearson's been hanging around in the Harbs as well a little bit at South. So um, she's definitely got someone there with not so much experience herself, but a very classy player to learn off as well. So she's got a lot to grow from there, Akira, and she's a great player. So we'll see a lot more of her. Tash, you know, he's a young playmaker who has been put through the ringer, to be honest. I mean, you know, it's, it's been a difficult couple of seasons for South, but you know, maybe that's the best thing for an aspiring half. You know, you're not always going to be um, a team that's on the front foot. I mean, being under pressure, learning how to play in that environment, working on the defensive side of your football. I mean, you know, that, that was going to be my observations. Very instinctual player. Um, yeah, again, your, your thoughts on Akira. You know, maybe maybe this is, a, you know, going to be the best for her and um, something that could put, push her into higher honours over the next few years. Yeah, certainly, Dan. Playing under adverse conditions. I mean, it's easy to shine out as a as a great halfback when your your team's going through with blowout scores, undefeated. You're always on the front foot. Um, Akira's doing that the hard track, which I think will develop her um, better, especially playing in the halves. I, many years ago, not many years ago, it was only a few years ago. Um, I think she got 
uh, player of the match and they won the grand final um, in the Taja Gale. Then she's come into the Harvey Norman women and I've, I've spent a lot of time talking to Dean Witters about her game and her role as a halfback. I've seen her where she was, you know, not willing to take the line on to then work on that aspect of the game and then now developing her decision-making. She's coming along and sometimes, especially with halves, they do too much too soon. They try to improve all different areas of their game all at once. But, you know, Kira Kelly's getting the I'll focus on this for this block and then this. And so she's going to be the complete halfback. Yeah, yeah, just little building blocks, getting a little bit better each and every week. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, you get through a season and you find yourself in a really good position. Now, Therese, obviously, um, you know, we've spoken about some of the challenges, but the Rabbitohs have been playing better football this year. And a big part of that is because of, you know, we've got to give them a little bit of love, is the engine room. Now, you got, you guys have um, some very high-quality forwards uh, in the Rabbitohs system there. Um, yeah, let's give a little bit of love to the forwards there and, and some of the players that have stood out to you. Um, yeah, well, uh, Ellie Johnson, um, uh, she's just big minutes, um, always good at taking the ball forward for us. Um, Christine. Uh, Paulie. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, Paulie's just like, oh, I have so much love for Paulie. Uh, she plays massive minutes for the size of that girl and she just. Fu- no, you're all right. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Please cut that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just so I honestly feel so passionate about Paulie. I um played with her at, at the Eels. She didn't unfortunately get much of a run with the Eels. I think she played one game. Um and coming from the Queensland comp, I didn't understand who she what didn't understand who she was as a player. And then coming over to the Rabbitohs and watching her play, playing alongside her, I miss her when she's not on the field. Uh, she's she's just a, a massive engine for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean Tasha, you, you you underestimate how important, you know, your forward pack is. But when you get Ellie, when you get Christine, I mean, it's it, it, it's so important to have two starting front rowers that are, you know, that they can go toe-to-toe with anyone in the competition. It puts South in a really good position. Absolutely. And when you talk about um, Paulie and Ellie, you, you they play with heart. Like I've watched them take the line on, get smashed, bounce back up, and next time take the line on with even more vigour and, and break through. They, it's very Caitlin Johnson-esque. It's like nothing stops them. They don't, you know, lay on the ground like, oh, that hurt. They bounce back up and they just keep going and going. And, you know, it would be great. Like I'm sure, Therese, you'll appreciate it as, as a dummy half behind them and Akira as a half behind them. As the, as the bunnies as a whole team develop, you know, those two little big hearts on the engine room will really come to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Therese, obviously still, you know, relatively new to the club, but can you give us a little bit of an insight into the captain, Shana? Um, yeah, well, does she has she got a good spray in her? How does she sort of um, lead out there? No, she's, she's a quiet soul. I actually feel like she's kind of like a, a, a mother figure, to be honest. Like when she speaks, you want to listen. Um, she's actually quite calm. Um yeah, definitely not a sprayer, but we all have so much respect for her that when she says something, you know, you just you just want to be quiet and listen and just take what she gives you um, and carry it forward. Yeah, absolutely. And what's it been like playing with Selly uh, Malangi? Like, 
um, playing a little bit of a lock role. And anyway, so talk to us a little bit about that because we have a lot to uh, lot to say. Definitely, and another big talent there in the in the South system. Yeah, another big engine on the field. Like Sally is is one hundred percent a leader. She leads by example. Her defense is remarkable, um, and she's just one of those workhorses. Never give up. Um, and again, another play that I'm. I miss when she's not on the field, which which is not for long. <laughs> but when she's off the field, I wish for her to come back. Um, yeah, she just gives it everything every time she's on. I love it. Tash, I think that's a pretty good combination. I mean, Therese isn't going to pump herself up, but, you know, obviously we've got someone with a ton of, um, you know, spark and talent out there. You combine that with Selly, you know, it just takes so much pressure off your halves. And I think that's some of the, um, you know, some of the common trends that we've seen in the game over the last couple of years. You know, what are the ways in which we can take pressure off our halves? Because it's very easy for defences to pinpoint your six, pinpoint your seven, put that put that pressure on them. If you've got a few creative players within your team, it just makes such a difference. Um, yeah, thoughts on that, Tash? Yeah, most definitely. And that's what we've been saying it all along um, is Souths are a, a work in progress. And we're, we're taking apart the elements. I mean, they keep Therese Aiton there as their number nine, that they keep developing Akira Kelly. You've got the forward pack and the engine room that we just spoke of. And to add that element of a little bit of ball-playing ability, you know, you've got all the right ingredients for a very successful team, and I think that's where the bunnies are headed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, you know, we did pass over Ellie a little bit. I, I, I still feel like... You know, here is a player who really hasn't hit her potential. I really feel like her best football is still ahead of her. And, you know, you just see so much potential in the way in which she plays football. Um, you know, I, I wonder, you know, whether, you know, just her offloading ability, her, her ability to create second phase play, I think that's something that she'll be able to continue to build into her game. Um, you know, a very, very exciting player. Um, Therese, again, you know, there's a few younger players, um, you know, maybe a few training stories, a few younger players in the squad. Is there a couple of other players that you did want to sort of give a bit of a shout out to there? Still early days for you, though, you know, within within the squad or even give us a little bit of a chat about, you know, how you've been welcomed into the club and your you coach as well. Um, yeah, welcomed into the club with open arms. It's been, um, it's been amazing. You know, if... <sighs> It's hard to come into a team that is um, well-drilled, well-developed, um, and I'm talking about Mounties here. Like that, that team is just um, – it, it's, it's, a, it's a bond that's hard to walk into and hard to shine when you've got um, such a good dummy half there already. Um, so coming into South Sydney um, – where the culture is still building, um, the development is still building, and to walk in and to be able to, to I, I don't want to say lead, but just um, to be who you are as a player because the, the team is still growing um, has been amazing for me. Um, it, it's allowed me to play big minutes. Um, I've been able to show sort of now towards, unfortunately, the end. Um, I've only played a few games with them, but to be able to show who I am um, and just to be received with open arms from the club, it's been amazing. Um, and for me as a player, it's been amazing um, skill-wise and development-wise. And, yeah. Yeah, to be getting those reps. Again, I say it each and every week that, yes, the NRLW competition is the best on the planet, but these state competitions, they're, they're not too far behind. You know, these are, you know, this is the best football that you're going to play. Um, 
in the globe, you know, obviously UK is doing some great things, but you know, we kind of uh, underestimated it a little bit because it's in our backyard. So again, you know, our locals get out and watch these games because um, the level of this football is incredible. Um, and you can see that each and every week. All right, team. Well, no sitting on the fence. Uh, it's time for our prediction. Sienna, I'm going to throw you into this one. Uh, Bunnings coming up against Saints. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's going to be a great contest in the forwards, I think, this one, and it will really allow the backs to shine as well. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be really tight, but I have to go with the bunnies here, not being biased because you're here, Therese, but I actually think they're going to get up on this one. I love that. I love that. Um, Yeah, well, you have to say the bunnies have got – they're building a little bit of uh, momentum, and I think we're starting to see the best out of some of their players. So, look, I think it's going to be um, quite tight. Now, you know, I'd sort of – I wouldn't want to predict a, a Rabbitohs win because um, I'm bad luck. Any any team I predict, uh, they lose. So, Therese, you don't want me on your side, to be honest. So, I'm going to go Saints in a close one, but um, can definitely see Rabbitohs building momentum. Tash, um, yeah, thoughts on this one? Both teams are at similar positions on the ladder. It's also about sort of, you know, trying to demonstrate, um, you know, put, put your best tape out there as well and, you know, sort of building towards next year. So, there's going to be a lot of feeling in this one. Yeah, I think um, Souths are playing their best footy towards the end of the season. Now, unfortunately, that's not going to allow them to play finals footy, but I'm, I'm definitely, and it's not just because I played for South Sydney, that they were my uh, Sydney club. I'm got, you know, feel very strongly for them, but taking that bias off, I really think the Rabbiters are going to win this one for sure. Yeah, excellent. What we didn't mention was obviously, you know, two tries to trees, obviously, you know, that's going to happen. Therese, obviously, you know, you're going to be uh, pretty confident the Bunnies can get the job done here, but where do you think you guys can be successful? How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, um, as we mentioned, our engine room's in the middle, so um, definitely uh, we get a good roll on um, when we're moving, so I think if we can just continue pushing through the middle, um, and then Akira Kelly or Pearson, I'm not sure who we've got on the other side, um, will do their job uh, on the edges. Yeah, absolutely. And it must be uh, you know a great position for you to be in to be able to roll off the back of that uh, that momentum in the middle. But uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that result. That's going to be a cracker. Again, locals get down and support that game. That's going to be an incredible contest there. All right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, this week in Rapid Fire, we're going to pick out another game uh, and offer our predictions. Uh, And this week, it's going to be the West Tigers coming up against the mighty Newcastle Knights. Uh, the greatest sporting franchise in the world, obviously, uh, the mighty Newcastle Knights. But, uh, yeah, there's plenty on the line here. Only one point separates these two teams. This has been an incredibly close competition this year. So um, this game, uh, it's going to mean a lot. Um, Tash, thoughts on this game? Dan, I'm, I'm going to go West Tigers. I'm not sure whether or not they will get uh, Jess Surgis back because we all know um, she broke her a uh, couple of fingers. But, you know, they... They're really hitting their straps. They're a very, very strong team throughout. Um, I think they scored uh, nine tries last round. Um, Great kicking. So I'm going West Tigers. Yeah, Emily Curtin is just a silent killer in this competition. I know, you know, she doesn't quite get a lot of the uh, the social media buzz that I think she deserves. She is 
an incredible footballer and a really good system there. Um, but, you know, how could I tip against the Newcastle Knights? I think we're going to get the job done here. Um, but, you know, I, I have to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous. Just, you know, you're coming up against a team that's in really good form, playing good football, um, and, you know, they're, they're finding ways to, you know, perform without their stars on occasion as well. Again, you talk about some of their younger players there for the West Tigers, but Knights uh, to get the job done there. Um, Sienna? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with you as well, Dan. I think um, Tigers are building something special. Um, Yeah, Emily Curtin's a great half and a great kicker as well. So Knights are going to have to be really wary of that. But how could I go against Mon? Um, I I definitely think Newcastle have just got too much power up the middle for the Tigers and they're going to come out on top. Yeah, well, we gave Therese two tries. So we'll have to give our own Mojo Sports star Mon. You know, what's she going to score? You know, it's going to be... It's going to be at least a hat trick. No pressure there, Mon, as uh, as she gets the job done there. Uh, Therese, obviously, um, you know it, it has been a it's, it's been a very fast competition, hasn't it? It's gone very very quickly um, towards the back end now. Um, you know, Tigers Knights have been playing some good football. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with you, Dan. I think the Knights are going to take this one. It'll be a tough game, but um, I really like. Uh, the way Knights are playing and the team that they've put together changed a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago with a few new additions. But, um, yeah, definitely going with the Knights. Yeah, I love that. We just became uh, best friends. Uh, another uh, tip to the Knights. I love that. And uh, exactly right. A shout-out to the Newcastle Knights recruitment team. Uh, brutal. Uh, they've gone outside nearly, you know, sort of the best players uh, in the competition. So, hey, I'm not going to complain. Um, but, you know, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to being, uh, you know, sort of the silver tails there. But, uh, yeah, Newcastle Knights recruitment um, in full swing. And, um, yeah, hopefully they can get the job done there. All right, team. Look, that's all the time we have. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. Uh, Tash, outstanding as always with your commentary the other night in Origin. Uh, you know, we just love tuning in and listening to you breaking down the game. So that was an outstanding performance, as was tonight. Sienna, please stay out of trouble. Um, obviously, all the best to you in your recovery. Um, you'll be locking yourself away, watching plenty of film, and just uh, getting ready for that comeback season, uh, which will be here before we know it. And to um, thank you so much uh, for joining and giving us a little bit of an insight into your new club. Um, you know, we're really excited about, you know, the future for the South Sydney, as well as, you know, your your career as well and what's ahead for you. Um, also, we, we also might be knocking on your door with our sports interview show in focus. I think we'll be uh, very keen to sit down with you and find out a little bit more about your background and your remarkable story because it is it is a pretty special one. So thanks again for joining Mojo Sports. All right, thanks. Yeah, anytime, anytime. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. How can you support Mojo Sports? It's simple. Continue to download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thanks for choosing Mojo. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.